gon' check me? Who gon' call me? Bitch, I'm falling. Prince and body. Who gon' check me? Who gon' call me? Bitch, I'm flexing. Prince and body. In your lobby. And I'm falling. Just like Ronnie. Just like Ronnie. Just like Vladdy. Just like Ronnie. That's our test. Damn, I'm the best. I do confess. Kobe number eight. That's on my chest. Jordan the Great. Yeah, he the best. LeBron with the flex. And with the checks. Who gon' check me? Who gon' guard me? Bitch, I'm ballin'. Prince and body. He is a Laker maniac, and he is the Archbishop of the Bronze Sexuals. Welcome back to Prince and Barty. Prince and Barty, Prince and Barty, Prince and Barty, Prince and Barty. Let's go. Let's go. Mama, they go to men. You know what it is, man. Your favorite duo. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Talk to me. Man, listen, man. I thought I saw the greatest football game of all time last night. Man. That Browns. Baltimore game was probably, listen, you saw two young quarterbacks showing the league that, listen, when, when Brady retires, when Breeze retires, we got Baker Mayfield. You know, we, we lost Michael Vick, but now we have Lamar Jackson. You know, then, then we got all the other quarterback talking Jalen Hurts. I mean, we got so much to talk about. So, let, you know what? Let's just jump in straight to uh, Let's power, power rankings. rankings. Let's go right into the power rankings. Let's go. Right into the power rankings. So, uh, I looked at the rankings, and they had Pittsburgh five. Uh, what's your take? Do you think that they belong at five or, or what? What did what, what, what we have them last week? They were like three, right? We had them three. So they lost again. That's fair. They're they holding on by a string. I would have moved them out of the top five. I mean, after what I saw from Cleveland last night, I'd give Cleveland a spot, even though Cleveland lost. Okay. Cleveland, man, Chubbs. Uh, 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 Kareem Hunt. I mean, you got so many different pieces. Jarvis Landry, uh, OBJ is hurt, but at the same time, they got pieces. This guy, Peoples, who just come out of the number 11. I mean, he's 6'2". He's big. He got speed. Man, they look good over there in Cleveland. No, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think it's because Steelers already clinched the playoff spot. That's true. They that clinched, is- so that's why they probably got that five still. That's true. That's true. You know, most, most people would leave them at five. At number four, they, they moved uh, New Orleans to number four. Uh, what's your take on that? Because, I mean, I think the Saints should go down after losing to that Eagles team in the Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to lie, man. I know I was praising our boy uh, Taysom Hill. But, man, <laughs> he, he kind of hitting that wall. Taysom Hill kind of Taysom Hill kind of hitting that wall, man. So, yeah, I'm surprised they're still in the top five, to be honest with you, after those those two losses. Man, listen, when you look at, uh, I guess, the defense itself, Cam Jordan, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, Janoris Jenkins, uh, they just got the pieces. So I guess that's probably why, because they're one of the most sound defenses at in the top five. But the crazy thing is this week, the Saints will be moved out of top five. Because, listen, they play Kansas City this week. So they'll get another loss this week because Taysom Hill is not going to outdo Patrick Mahomes. That's not going to happen at all. What's what's 
Do you know, what's, you know the spread on that yet or no? I think it's six and a half. Six and a half Kansas City. How you feel on that? Uh, if Drew Brees was playing, I would tell betters to take Saints. But I like Kansas City. Though. I mean, it's a touchdown. I mean, Taysom Hill lost by three to Jalen Hurts with pedestrian receivers. You look at Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill looks like, uh, uh, and, and, you know, we'll get to them because we all know where they're going to round about in the power rankings. But, I mean, they can't do nothing with The Saints can't do nothing with that. The only team I think that could do anything with Kansas City as far as keep it close would be the number two team on the list. So, yeah, let, let, let's move on to number three. Number three on the list. Number three on the list. I, I forgot who they had at number three. I think it was um, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, it was the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee Titans. Do you think that the Titans are the third best team in the NFL right now? I mean, over Pittsburgh, over um, the Colts still a good team. I mean, we got a lot of good teams out there. I, I, don't, I don't know if Tennessee – I mean, I think they have the best running game. Yeah, I, I would I would put Buffalo over them. Yeah, yeah, I would too. I would too. The Buffalo Bills, I mean, they look really, really, really good, especially being the fact that they beat Pittsburgh. Um, Josh Allen is an MVP candidate, but, I mean, he's third, if anything, on the list because when you look at what uh, Patrick Mahomes is doing and Aaron Rodgers, I mean, what can you say? These guys are, are playing crazy right now. They're playing real, real crazy. So let's, let's move to number two. Is the Green Bay Packers strong enough to beat our number one team? Can they supersede the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs? If, 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 they, if these two meet in the Super Bowl? I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shock you because I know you're not really high on this person. But you know who would take them to the next level if he continues to play consistent? Who? Valdez Scantling. He's the key to that Green Bay offense. <laughs> He's the key. The key to that offense, because now you got to go one-on-one. You go one-on-one, you know what happens. Well, you, you know, I, I agree, but you know who, Rick, to me, I think is the key to also? If Aaron Jones is, is, is pounding that ball, oh, of course, you can't put a safety over the top of Devontae. That safety has to come down to the line of scrimmage and be play honest with the run. So the key really with the Packers is establish the run and vow that Scantling don't drop the balls. And then, right. then they could possibly beat Kansas City. But after what we saw last weekend from the, the Kansas City Chiefs, is there anybody at all that, I mean, can, can, can do anything? I mean, I mean, I look at Pittsburgh. They're not even close. Buffalo looks good, but they don't have enough pieces. Um, Miami, they kept it close with Kansas City. It was a good game. But in the end, Patrick Mahomes still, you know, pulled it out in the end. So, and you know what else is crazy too? And we keep we keep going over this point. And so I want to make this point too. This is the crazy point I want to make. A lot of people don't know this, but there's never been a tight end to lead the league in yardage. Right now, as we speak, Travis Kelsey has 1,200 yards. He keeps up this pace, and we will see a record this year. A tight end leading the league in yardage at receiver. Bro, it's 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 crazy how that tight end position is just morphed into just better guys and better guys. We thought Jason Witten was like the best thing. Before that, we thought Shannon Sharp and Tony Gonzalez, like everybody already they have their era, but what Kelsey's doing at the rate, he's a receiver out there. Like it's 
Shannon Sharp had the body type too. They were receivers, man. You know what I mean? Just what they what what, what Kelsey's doing. I thought the man don't drop nothing, man. That's the thing. Kelsey doesn't drop anything. And you know, when you look at him, he's not even the tight end. I mean, he is a receiver, just like you said. And the crazy thing is, on one side of the field, you have this this speedster, this cheater, this guy who literally you can't pre- keep nobody in front. You got to put three on this guy. You can't even put two. But if you put three, it doesn't matter who you put on Kelsey one on one. Kelsey's gonna always be open. It, I think the most dangerous thing about their team is they're great even in mistakes. Now, if I told you a quarterback's gonna throw three picks. You'd be like, oh, they lost. Like, you, you wouldn't think they would go on, like, a 24-0 unanswered point. It's, they almost could turn up like Golden State in basketball. What works? Because the Sheeta could break the play open, and now you're down 21. That's true. It's, it's crazy. I mean, the team, the team is – the way that Andy Reid built that team, oh, man, it's, 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 it's probably going to go down history as one of the greatest offenses of all time. Um, having Patrick Mahomes at quarterback and then all these different receivers. Because, I mean, Sammy Watkins is still there. And remember, Sammy Watkins was the number one on Buffalo. So you look at him now and what he's doing in Kansas City, he's like a number two or number three. McCall Hardman sometimes get more touches than him. So that team is just – it's just too deep, man. It's too deep. Speaking of deep, though, last night I think we saw a Superman side. How do you feel about that? Pompano Beach, Broward County, stand up, man. LJ did his thing, man. LJ, you know what I, you know what I realized just even as a fan and with the, the modern-day quarterback, they're so dangerous. Because if you look at the Kyler Murrays, the Deshaun Watsons, the Mahomes, the Aaron Rodgers a little bit, because you have to go one-on-one. So now these slot receivers are getting covered by middle linebackers. You know how that's going to end. Like, you can't double team. Um, the NFL is becoming like how the NBA is, like, wide open. You really can't double team anymore, especially with a mobile quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So, Lamar, you saw the last, that one pass he threw, who was that, to uh, Brown when he came back and threw the touchdown. He could have ran that, too. Well, you know, the thing that's crazy with that whole situation is that you have to have the right personnel to play a team like Lamar or Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. You need a personnel maybe like the Rams, maybe like the Bears, but you need a secondary that can can go up against them and you need a pass rush. So if you can get pressure, like, for instance, um, Pittsburgh, that's a very good team for injuries. I mean, you see how they play the Ravens. And the Ravens different teams. See, Baltimore, I mean, the Browns, I'm sorry, Cleveland, they have a pass rush with Miles Garrett, but that back end with secondary with Deidre Ward and them boys, it's just not enough. It's not enough, especially versus uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, I'm happy that they won because it was a lot of bad things circling around that organization, especially them being 7-5. Oh, they needed that one. They needed that one. Because if the Browns beat them, then that basically would have just ended their season point blank, period. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, man. Is Baker so you know it's been a lot of criticism on Baker where he had more commercials and touchdowns at one point. Where do you see do you see Baker Mayfield being in his league for a long time? I do. I've never was against Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, you know who Baker reminds me of? And I know this is gonna sound crazy. Brett Favre more mobile. He's gonna take chances. 
Uh, but he has an arm. He has some form of accuracy, um, but he has legs. I mean, you saw that last night when he got away from Juden and he rolled out and he ran that touchdown in when they took the lead by one. See, the thing with, 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 with uh, the Browns itself, the Browns need to, to surefire that defense. If I were them, you know, I would trade Odell back. I mean, as you can see, they found a dynamic they need. The dynamic that they need is not necessarily Odell Beckham. The dynamic is Kareem Hunt and Chubbs. These guys together. And, Land and Landry out there catching whatever. Joku, the, the tight end. They got great pieces. They got great pieces, man. They got a good team. Higgins looks good. Uh, Peoples looks good. I mean, they got the pieces. The only thing they need now is to surefire the defense. Because, I mean, they're 9-3. and three. And those losses was all because of defense. Remember the one game when they played the Titans? They jumped out of score 40-something points in the first half. But the defense made it a, a, a touchdown game because uh, the Browns' defense is the Browns' defense. I mean, it's only really two names on the defense. That's Ward and, um, and, and, and Miles Garrett. I mean, these other guys, they're okay. Olivier Vernon, but if he was still good, he would be in Miami because he was a number one in Miami. Now we look at him now in Cleveland. He's not a sure number one. Um, Shout out to Hassan Reddick this week too. Hassan Reddick had five sacks in one game. Oh, yeah. That that was that was crazy. Five sacks, bro. I mean, that's like scoring 81 in, in basketball. Five sacks, get to quarterback five times. My God. I I mean, you know what I like to look at with these kind of games, big emotional wins, big emotional losses, depending on what uh, side of the coin you fell on. Your next game, are you gonna be Nine times out of ten, one of them teams are going to get blown out next game. Mm -hmm. Either Baltimore or the Browns. That is true. <laughs> it's true. I mean, the thing that's crazy, what we've seen now, the only two teams that they take a loss but they go back on that run is, well, Kansas City only lost one time, but um, Kansas City and Green Bay. Uh, uh, you see Rodgers is not going to let them fall to the wayward that they're not going to keep winning games. And the same can be said for um, Patrick Mahomes. Now, I mean, you look at these final games on the schedule, I really don't see Kansas City losing anymore. And then Green Bay, I think Green Bay is going to take that number one seed in the uh, NFC. The only team that, that could possibly make a, a threat to Green Bay would be the Saints, but I think that's only if Drew Brees comes back. Because now we, we, I think Philly opened the book on what, what to do with Taysom. Because the fact that another rookie beat another rookie, that lets you know that – I mean, let a rookie beat a third-year player, that lets you know that there's still some issues as far as in his mechanics and what he's doing as a quarterback. Okay, let's stay with Jalen Hurts, Philly guy. So how do you feel, like, just seeing Jalen Hurts come in the game and do it? Are you optimistic for the future? What's your mind? Um, We've always been a team that's been pro-black quarterback. I mean, McNabb, Michael Vick, Randall Cunningham. So we're getting back to our roots. But the only thing that I'm going to say, and I know this may get a lot of my urban uh, listeners upset, we never won with the, <laughs> with the black quarterback. We won with, with a, a glorified backup. And so the only thing I, 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 I'm looking at is this. I, I've never fell in love with that style. I mean, I think that that style revolutionizes, but I, you have to pass the ball as a quarterback. I mean, you got to get the, the receivers involved. It's good that when a play breaks down that you can run. But you look at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was more of a runner before, and now he's more of a passer. 
So you re- they realize that they have to evolve more as a passer. You look at Patrick Mahomes, he gets open to throw the ball and not to run it. You look at Philly on Sunday. Jalen Hurts is a very smart runner and he's an accurate passer. But I still think that they didn't have a game. Like, the thing is, is this. I'll be honest with you. I just think the guys in Philly don't like Carson. I don't know what it is. But anytime somebody who comes in as a backup, we start winning games. Nick Foles comes in, we, we win games. Before that, somebody else came in, we win games. I, I don't know what it is, but ever since he got hurt, it's like I don't think that the guys like the block for him because, man, Carson, he can't even move the ball for a first down. You've seen Jalen Hurst in his first drive. He got, yeah, he, but, I mean, of course, he's, he's athletic and this, that, and the other, and he brings a spark to the team. But my mind is, is why is why is it that when I think of Carson Wentz, the Philly fans, you know, they still love him. But the team itself, maybe he's a diva. I don't know. But it's good to see that we got to win. And we'll see what happens and goes from there. But I, I'm just like Shannon Sharp and all these other prognosticators. I believe if Carson goes somewhere else, he's going to be good. Let me, so let me ask you this. Was Aguilar setting Wentz up? <laughs> <laughs> dropping them balls. <laughs> That's a very good point. That's a very good point. And you got me thinking now. You saying they don't like them? Well, well, here's the thing. You know, they built a shrine for Nick Foles. They had a shrine in the locker room in front of Nick Foles' locker. They built a shrine. You have to remember this. Carson Wentz's locker is right next to Nick Foles. So just think about that. Me and you, we work together. We had a station. And then they built a shrine for you. And we work right next to you. I'm like, well, okay, it's Prince and Barty, not, you know, just Prince. Right. But that's the, that's the mindset. They, 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 they had love for Nick. Um, they had issues with, with Carson. But you look at Nick. Nick is with his same office coordinator in Chicago, and there's no difference. Uh, Carson is playing with, with Peterson. So I think that it could be a, poss- a possibility of a problem with also coaching. I don't think that Doug Peterson is that hard-nosed coach. I think he's that player's coach. But I don't think – I think that Jalen is that spark that's needed on that team. But I think that we need to go a different route with our coach because I think that's the reason why Carson Wentz is, is taking these hits. One thing you don't know about the Eagles offense, everybody offense in the NFL has an eye formation, which means they line a fullback in front of their running back to get their, their running back yards. The Eagles don't have an eye formation. Eagles run strictly from the single back or from a shotgun. And that's not good for your running because you don't have that extra blocker. So if you look at the situation when you do a read option with the quarterback, that gives you another blocker because now you have two running backs in the backfield. But you can't do the read option like that with Carson Wentz. He's not athletic. And so uh, it it, it all boils down to pitch. So – Okay, put your GM hat on. You got a $28 million a year backup. So what happens? Like, what do you do with him? Can you move him? Do you start Hurts next year? What, what would you do? Well, um, one prognosticator said the Colts. And the reason why they said the Colts was Frank Wright was um, Carson Wentz's quarterback coach. So now you put the quarterback with the quarterback coach, and maybe you can package – uh, a first round pick or a third round pick with Carson Wentz and they could probably on the back end give you a linebacker or a cornerback but that's the only team I think that would take Carson Wentz because 
Frank Wright knows he can win with Carson Wentz because he won with Carson Wentz. So I just believe Doug doesn't know how to manage those personalities. If I was the coach, I mean, if I was the GM, Doug would be gone. I wouldn't get rid of I wouldn't get rid of Carson. Doug would be gone. I would literally try and make it work with the two quarterbacks like they're doing in, in, in New Orleans with Taysom Hill and Drew Brees. I'll make it work to somebody's contracts up until we have to pay Jalen Hurts more money. If Jalen Hurts comes in and he shows that he's the number one, it's only one game. We can't just be drinking all the soup and the syrup. It's just one game. Uh, I, I definitely agree. But you know what's wild? I think Phillip Rivers is better than Carson Wentz for the next two years, three years. So <laughs> maybe two, one and a half. Phillip got another year in him. Here's the thing you got to remember. We like to throw quarterbacks under the bus. Remember last year, Phillip Rivers last year, his last, what, four games in San Diego, he averaged two picks a game. He finished with over 20 picks last year in San Diego. Yeah. And so then he came with Frank Wright, right, and now we're like, oh, Phillip Rivers is having a, a great year. Sometimes it's just certain systems don't fit with certain quarterbacks. Look at Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. But have we ever seen Tom look like this? That system doesn't fit him. And so certain quarterbacks, you can throw Aaron Rodgers in any system. You can throw Patrick Mahomes. You can throw Peyton Manning. But you just can't throw every quarterback into a system. I believe Carson can work under a different system. Maybe if he had more run. Like, that's another thing you got to remember, too. Think about this for a second. Philly was one of the number one rushing teams that year with, with Blunt, with, yeah. J- with Joseph Ajayi. I mean, they had – no, I'm sorry, Jay Ajayi. apologize. But they had – a running game. The running game is terrible this year. Eagles, Eagles don't even have a thousand yards rushing right now. Well, they might have it after this game with Jalen Hurts, but their number one rusher has 700 yards. It's like at least, what, 10 backs with 700 in the league right now. So for him to be the 15th ranked back in the league, that means they have the 15th ranked rushing offense. That means, of course, he's going to get sacked more because the run prevents sacks. People don't understand that. It keeps the defense honest because you're running the ball. Philly's run-pass ratio is probably one of the worst in the NFL. So, so that's something that something they got to work on. So you're saying just give them another year, see how it works out, then improve, make improvements, and then judge them. Don't judge them off this year, what you're saying? Uh, I, I would say this. That division is already basically wrapped up. I believe the Giants will win that division. We've said that already at the beginning of the year. Um, Philly just needs to make some moves. Uh, Alson Jeffries too old. Deshaun Jackson is too old. Uh, Rieger is a great draft pick. He's going to get better. Um, of course, Ertz and Goddard are good, good receivers, but they need more pieces. You know, you don't have that. When you look at these teams, every team either has one of two things, a great quarterback and a great possession receiver. Kansas City, it's Travis Kelsey. Green Bay, Devontae Adams. You don't have that dynamic on many teams, plus a decent defense. So Carson Wentz is not necessarily a bust, but he had Alshon when Alshon was close to his prime. He had uh, Godwin. I mean, he had receivers, man. I mean, that Super Bowl year, he had receivers. Now his receivers are all hurt. I mean, these guys are collecting money, and they're not doing anything. And so people want to say, okay, well, look what Jalen Hurts did this week versus the Saints. Jalen Hurts has one thing that Carson Wentz doesn't have, and that's athleticism. So you can't game plan that. But once you finally figure out what the Eagles are trying to do, I mean, listen, get, give me three weeks of Jalen Hurts before I even just start sipping the sauce. Give me a three weeks, and then I'll give you a shot. Three more, two, two more weeks, not three weeks. Three weeks in total. 
Okay. I mean, that's fair. Last quick point on football. Is Tom Brady making the playoffs? Go. No. That's a wrap? Nope. I, I just I just don't see it. I just I can't. Um you look at oh so let's look we, we we they added a position and you have one bye. But there's two divisions already that's gonna have two teams, and that's Tom Brady's division, uh, uh possibly with the Saints and Tampa, possibly. And then you also have uh, Green Bay has a chance of bringing another team and uh, the West. The West has the Rams, which has a good record. Seattle, which still has a good record. And Arizona, who's on the cusp of a good record. And Tampa has not played Atlanta yet. And I think they played Cleveland last. So you look at that. No, Detroit. I'm sorry. Play Detroit last. I still think that they'll lose maybe one of those two games or maybe two out of the three games, and that's going to keep them out of the cusp of the playoffs. Yeah, they beat the Vikings this week, but you got guys who get a chance to actually t- knock Tom Brady out the playoffs. And Atlanta, of all teams, the team that you were up 24-3, and then they came back and won the Super Bowl with the Patriots, I think Atlanta's going to beat them. Definitely. And I wouldn't be surprised if Matthew Stafford pulls the shocker and knocks them out or somebody else gets in. But I'm not sold on that team, man. That defense is not that good. And they almost lost Sunday to the Vikings if uh, Kirk Cousins didn't turn the ball over, what, twice in the red zone. They were in the red zone twice at the end of the game, and they either turned it over on downs or was an interception. So you got to look at things from that particular perspective. I'm not – I don't think Tom – if he gets in, more power to him, but I really don't think Tom's going to Yeah, I think – yeah, man. I, I think – you know what's funny? I think the Tom Brady apologists, they're going to give him bail money, so they'll be like, oh, new offense. So I feel like they'll judge him off next year. Mm-hmm. This one is kind of like his – they're going to make excuses for him. Even though he got all the weapons, he got pretty much all he needs, they'll give the excuses for him for this year. Does it hurt his legacy at all this year? Mm-hmm. Uh, not really. I mean, he got six championships, so I can't see it hurting his legacy at all because he has six ranks. I mean, if you find somebody with six championships, you show me. But till then, I mean, I don't think it's going to affect his legacy. Not too much. It, but it is going to show that he needs Bill Belichick. Though. That's what it is going to prove. Yeah, bro, you need, you might need Belichick. So y'all need to either, you know, finally just bury the hatchet. I'm not saying get back together, but at least show each other the credit that's just due. Because one couldn't win without the other. I feel you. But listen, let's go to Milwaukee. They backed up 50 18-wheelers full of cash and dumped it on Greek Freak's lawn. $228 million Supermax. Hmm. How, are you shocked he signed it? What, do you, what does that do to the Heat, the Warriors, all the people who are looking to snag Giannis in free agency next year? Giannis is cut from the same cloth as as Dame Lillard. He, you have to look at this, this, look at this young man for a second. Now, let's just put Dame on for a second, because Dame is just, we know he's loyal. But look at Giannis, a guy who comes from a different country, not as uh, expensive or vast or fancy as the United States. He gets drafted, he's, he's skin and bones. I mean, poverty, as you can see. And him and his brothers are trying to get into the NBA. Now, this team branded themselves around the Greek freak. They put everything around him, big men, shooters, whatever. They put their time into him. He's just cut from the same cloth as the old school guys. 
I believe that he's going to give them their shot. He signed the Supermax. It's five years. But, I mean, also you got to remember this. If things don't work out after three years, he can still have, he still can request a trade. So when you really look at it, it's still in the Greek freak's hands. But the only issue I have with a lot of these people, the Kevin Durant, the Kyrie Irvins, the, the uh, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I mean, James Harden, whoever. Bro, listen. LeBron had his hand out saying, whoever want to come to L.A., I'm going to give you some rings. Nobody didn't want to come and play. Now, I, I honestly, I just don't think that it doesn't matter what anybody in NBA does. I'm not trying to say because I'm a LeBron sexual or because you're a Lakers fan. The Lakers look too strong. You got this kid, Horton Tucker, playing out of his mind in preseason. THT. Kuzma's gotten the, the most red stamp of approval from LeBron saying he's going to get better. He's playing better. You got Montrez off the bench. We're beating the Clippers without Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And I know it's preseason, but these guys are playing minutes in preseason. and We're still beating the Clippers. The NBA is in trouble. Uh, I do think it's going to be a three-peat. And the beautiful thing about the three-peat is if he gets his three-peat, then he'll finally match Michael. So we'll have a different conversation maybe two years from now. But the only thing I'll probably say that will be the knock against LeBron is that I believe one of these next two championships, Anthony Davis will be the finals MVP and the MVP of the regular season. Um, Lakers are too good, man. I, I don't really care what Giannis does. And it's not even a knock towards – it's not even me pushing home team. It's just from this standpoint. Besides uh, Drew Holiday, what do they have for the Lakers? You know, and then the the Philadelphia 76ers to me is the most improved team in in the Eastern Conference. Everybody keeps talking about uh, Kyrie and, and 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 KD, and now they call themselves what Seven Eleven. But bro, you look at Philadelphia, Dwight Howard, uh, Embiid, Seth uh, Curry. Yeah, Seth Curry, Danny Green, Ben Simmons, and he's one of the best defenders in the league. He's only going to get better under Maury and Doc Rivers. It's going to be interesting, man. This is going to be a definitely interesting season. And it's not me poo-pooing on this man contract, but I just don't see where Milwaukee can bring that star into play with Giannis. Yeah, you have Middleton, but Middleton is not the number two like a LeBron or like Westbrook was to Harden. He's, you know. Decent. He's a decent number two, but he's not somebody that's going to strike fear into me. I mean, you look at the Heat series. Giannis what went down one game, and then Giannis got foul trouble one game, and they dared Middleton. Yeah, he played good one game and, and, and forced the game, what, four, five, but they lost to the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, there's, there's nothing that Giannis, I mean, I'm not shocked. Like you said, Giannis is a Dane. He's cut from that Dane, Kobe Bryant kind of uh, pedigree where they just going to – whoever gave him that shot, whoever believed early, that's what they're riding with. Um, but the, the problem is when you think what's your heart, you get the money, you get the guarantees, but the problem is years go by and then you start worrying about legacy, right? Because you done got all the money, then it's legacy. Where am I ranked when the power forwards are discussed or the greats of the game? And I think Dame and Giannis care about that. You know what I mean? So Drew Holiday, love him, not enough. 
I don't see why Giannis looked at his current roster and was like, you know what? Yeah, this is it. Because they, well, who are they trying to get? Bogdanovich? What, what trade fell through? They were trying to get Bogdanovich, but it didn't fall through, and that's when he became a free agent. You see what I mean? If you get that, then maybe you have something. But even then, you, you didn't even get that. Look at this from this standpoint. Wesley Matthews was on that team last year. He was on that team two years in a row when they were number. Giannis set a PER record. He set a PER record. And then the year before, he got put out by Kawhi in Toronto. And then he got put out by a poor man's No disrespect to Jimmy Butler, but that's a poor man's Kawhi he got put out by. Look at what LeBron did. That's the thing. One thing I hate about this whole conversation, we set this same narrative every year. They did that with Jordan. They did that with um, um, anybody who's a star. Kobe, somebody comes up and they have an MVP season. All of a sudden, this guy is not the number one player in the league. anymore. The crazy thing about the situation is we're two years removed from, what, Golden State and Kevin Durant. And, and, and look what LeBron has done. I mean, we... And, and it's not a conversation of LeBron James. It's a conversation of you got to take charge in your career. If you want a championship, sometimes you got to get away with that loyal stuff because they're not always loyal to you when they trade you or they trade pieces from you. You got to go get your championship. And, and the sad part for Giannis is he's a glorified Scottie Pippen. And and, and sadly, I, I wouldn't even say that because Scottie Pippen is one of the greatest shooters at small forward that live. So I can't. I wouldn't even be able to say that. Being that Giannis can't shoot, it's an incredible handicap. So I can prep for you. I can make a wall. I, I could just do – my defensive strategy is too great. You couldn't do that with Kobe Bryant. He could go left. He could go right. Shoot off his left pivot, right pivot. Uh, Kyrie Irving, these high – Anthony Davis, these highly skilled players you can't scheme for. Durant, they could beat you at every phase of the court. He's going to beat you at the line. Mid-range, three-pointer, LeBron, same thing. Free throws, hit or miss. But it's, it's, it's a danger on the court. Giannis, it's a handicap, man. We could say he's going to get it. This Giannis is about to be, what, his seventh year, eighth year now? So, I mean, when is, when is this coming? And I know Giannis works. I, it's, it's hard for me to believe that it's five guys that work harder than Giannis in the league. So he's working on that jumper. I think people think like Ben Simmons is not working on his jumper or that Shaq didn't practice free throws. Some guys have a flaw in their game. Everybody does. That's true. That's true. So, I mean, good for Giannis, good for the Bucks. They they keep a big fish in a small pond. And, bro, they said Jason Tatum is now 6'10 and put on 15 pounds of muscle. Everybody's getting better, dog. Like, your time is this. Like, your window for this, there's no, oh, in five years, that's over with. You know, it's crazy, though. That, that's the only thing when I look at with certain players. That's why you have to have more to your game than just one thing. You got to be great at more than one thing. You know, it's just like a job. They ain't going to hire you if you're just not a type uh, uh, 30 words per minute. You have to be able to know Excel. You have to be able to know this. You know, and that's the same thing with your craft as a basketball player. You just can't just check the box for athleticism and just be like, I'm going to be Omari Stoudemire my whole career. Let's see how that's working for Omari Stoudemire now. Because he's not athletic and he's not in the league. So these guys need to really work on their game. No, I agree. And I think if I think we had that what if 
question back a while back about who, if Giannis had a jumper or Ben had a jumper. Listen, in my opinion, Ben is more effective to me than Giannis right now, being that just because he's a playmaker and an elite defender could, could guard one through five. Giannis can't go out there and guard Drew Holiday on no switch. That's his teammate now, but you get what I'm saying? True. That's true. Ben Simmons could hold it yeah. the whole time. So, I mean – yeah, Giannis got to come back polished, man. Like, you would never shut LeBron down. I remember when LeBron went to the finals against San Antonio his very first time. What they do? They let LeBron James shoot. That was a knock. Cut off the lanes, let him shoot. Okay, LeBron comes back. He has a jumper now. Fuck. Now what do we do? The greats change their game. Kobe's like, you know what? I don't want to get banged up no more. Let me get my back down, MJ pivot. Mid post game, true. I can't go. I, I'm older, you know what I mean. So Giannis better find something because one knee injury, one this, it's over with. That's it, man. That's it. What What you think about Harden, man? Um, Philly came out and said they're not trading Simmons or Embiid. The Nets have no interest in trading Kyrie Irving or Durant. So I mean, Harden's leverage is. It's little to none. I know the Heat. Everybody keeps talking about how these players have leverage. The only leverage you have is if somebody wants you. If somebody's willing to make a move for you, then you have leverage. And so you look at James. James is now, I mean, what can we say? I mean, he he, he can't beat the Warriors. He can't beat the Lakers. He might not be able to beat the Clippers either. So really, who, who, who really is he? You know, maybe the Heat may take an interest in them, but then you got to remember Miami is about rebounds and defense. So right now, James needs to just buckle down and stay in Houston, man. You got John Wall, you got um, Boogie, play with them too and see where they take you. You never know. Sky's the limit. You may be back to another Western Conference final. No, I agree. I think P.J. Tucker's still there. Eric Gordon's still there. You still got Eddie House. You know what I mean? I mean, Daniel House. I'm sorry. Yeah, Daniel Hopkins. You still got you still got a bunch of, of good young pieces, man. You just gotta you can't have what you want. I mean, they gave you Chris Paul, like we talked about. They gave you Dwight Howard. They gave you your boy Westbrook. Most organizations, LeBron probably looking like they didn't get me all like mm. other superstars are probably like, shoot. That's true. So Harden doesn't have a leg to stand on to be like an Anthony Davis, like, oh, y'all didn't help me. They really helped Harden. They did good by their superstar. So that's why he looks crazy. He definitely does. He definitely looks crazy. He definitely does. And, I mean, there's nothing you can really say for James but just, listen, James, you better buckle down and try and do something in Houston. Because the thing is, he has no leg to stand on. So he just has to keep. And the sad part is, is this, now that D'Antoni is gone, let's really see if he's as good as he is. Because D'Antoni, it could be the system like Nash. And then we'll be having the same conversation. It's only a month. Be the same conversation. Nah, bro. But bro, get it. What we? Oh, what you think about long, uh, the Ball family, real quick, man? Man, listen. Here's the situation. They just cut. They just cut Jello from the Pistons. So he he's not in the league anymore. They took him off. Lonzo. Honestly, I just think that my man is the only one. Like they said. Uh. 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 He's the only one. Melo is the only one that is is actually good. Um, I think he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna thrive in Charlotte, especially with the signing 
of Gordon Hayward. So you have uh, uh, Melo, Hayward, Rozier. Jordan's building something, and I give him some credit. But the other two brothers, I mean, Lonzo, man, I don't know. I just don't, I, I, I'm never I, – I I, the Lakers made a good job in trading him. He's, he's not – he's nowhere near. And then, and then Jello, I mean, he couldn't even make the practice for preseason. They just cut him. So, you know, maybe somebody else will pick him up. But the dad be boasting so hard about the brothers like they like they're the O'Bannon brothers. Yeah, it's yeah, I mean, listen, Melo got game. Melo does have game. I mean, if, if I was a GM and I was in that draft, it was if, if somebody took Wiseman, I was gonna take Melo. But if, if I was able to take Wiseman, I'll get Wiseman. But you know, it's it's gonna be interesting what he does in Charlotte. I mean, being the fact that the East, you know, you have that four set of teams, the Nets, the Heat, the um, the Bucks. And um, Boston, after that, you know, sky's the limit for any one of these teams. So let's see what LaMelo does. But as far as for the other two brothers, Barney, go sit somewhere, be quiet, and enjoy the fact that his sons are, are reaping millions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, look, I wish I wish Jello the best, man. You know what I mean? Keep pursuing that dream. But so, it's something we're not seeing with his game. I know LeVar could – he could sell the wolf tickets all you want, but you can't cheat. <laughs> You can't cheat a workout in the NBA. You can't cheat conditioning. I got a wager. I, I put ten bands on Prince versus versus Jello. <laughs> hey man, give me hey, give me a camp, man. Give me give me ninety days, and I'll be I'll be ready for him. I think you'll get him in thirty five, but that's all good. But let's get these folks to social media real quick. You know what it is, man. And Prince, we trust. Listen, man. Follow us on Prince and Barty on every major platform. We on Spotify. Um, check us out on Facebook. We, we appreciate all our listeners, all our viewers. Um, listen, man, we got some big things coming up, big events coming up. Don't worry. If you start seeing banners and flyers, just make sure you're there because Prince and Body going to be. Absolutely. We in the streets. All fourth quarter, finishing 2020 strong. 2021 about to be bigger moves. Let's go. Tune in. Prince and Marty is your number one source for all things sports. Now streaming on Spotify and iTunes.